Welcome to the 4Fanboys Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, and all other types of media. I'm Nick. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. So today, I would like to talk about my favorite kind of battery cells. They fall right in between AA batteries and quadruple A batteries. That's right. You know them. You love them. Triple A batteries. Woo. Um, and to get started on the topic, I'm going to talk about a little video game we like to call Green Rise. Wait, no. Red Fall. More like Red Fail. Am I right, fellas? Yes, you are correct. I yeah, guess. actually, it was really upsetting. I never played it. Neither have I. It just came out yesterday. And uh, let me tell you, for a uh, Bethesda-fronted multiplayer open-world game, the open world is really, really boring and generic. You fight two different types of enemies that I've seen, and the multiplayer doesn't work. Multiplayer doesn't work. Multiplayer doesn't work. Yeah, it literally would not let them join each other. I couldn't even get into the game because it kept, my install kept freezing. Well, no, I installed like 100 gigabytes. And then when the game launched, they tried to make me reinstall basically. Yeah, it basically made you like reinstall the whole thing. But there was also an issue where since it already had like 100 gigabytes installed, if you didn't have an extra 94 gigabytes to apply the update, which I'm pretty sure was just reinstalling the game anyway, that it just wouldn't work. And wow. also it kept freezing up like every 0.1 gigabytes. So you'd have to keep hitting resume and it was oh, it was super messed up. Uh, at least on console, it runs at perfect 60 FPS, right? Uh, you see, you say 60 FPS and you say on console, but actually it's 30 FPS on console and 30 FPS on PC. If you're on, lucky. On PC. If you're lucky. Wow. I had frame dips. I had stuttering. I had all sorts of issues where the game just would not run properly amazing also fun fact uh since they announced that 60 fps is eventually coming just not launch on the box art it says it promises 60 fps so but so they won't get sued for false advertising they literally put a sticker on it that says 30 fps at launch or something like that that's insane it's wild wow and it's just the game maybe didn't look great Sure, but it looked like it was at least going to be fun. It looked like at least be fun for co-op. And it looked like it would be an okay game to play if you have Game Pass, so you don't have to pay money for the game. I mean, it just looked like a game that would be fun to play with friends. And that's like that was the selling point of the game, was that it was going to be a really fun multiplayer experience that I still have yet to be able to try. Yeah. Honestly, I preferred it back when everyone thought it was just going to be left for dead vampires oh that's the game you're talking about yeah the game that's actually uh a worse far cry but with vampires it's not good also it's so uncreative for an arcane game it's like dishonored you had all these like special abilities you can it's made by the same people who made dishonored yes yeah and then arcane or whatever yes made by arcane published by bethesda and then they made death loop where it's like yeah, I wasn't too much a fan for it of it, but I, I appreciate the creativity of being, yeah, you have to start, like, loop all over again and all your stuff reset unless you do a specific thing. That it was at least my, creative. Uh, that's my favorite anime. Oh. Yeah. I mean, but now here it just looks so, like, I don't know, you just generic. You have guns that feel awful. You shoot bullets at zombies. You ice skate They're across zombies, the ground. Uh, vampires that are really, really generic. They all seem to do the same thing. They run at you doing really goofy animations and then teleport and then run at you with more goofy animations. To be fair, I think some of the reviewers accidentally said zombies instead of vampires because <laughs> there's not much effective difference. Is, the only difference is the teleport. They have a short-distance blink that they do sometimes. Oh, also, apparently, you need to execute them by stabbing them in the heart with a piece of wood or yep. something. You have to waste a whole bunch of bullets to get them to 1 HP, and then you stab them with a stake. It's pretty great because you have like a tactical wooden stake like slapped onto your gun. It's I don't know. It's it's a wild ride all the way. The through movement for sure. also is just really bad. Like Zach was saying, you really feel like you're just skating across the ground. There's no like nothing in the game makes you feel like you are actually running or moving at all. When you fall, it's like a steady cam that just kind of pans down. When you run, steady cam that just kind of goes past you like none of it feels like motion 
it looks more like this game they just checked off boxes rather than made a passion project. Like, oh yeah, the movement works, that's fine. It doesn't actually have to look like you're moving naturally. If you're on a roof and you look into a chimney, you just see the roof in the chimney. Really? <laughs> it's it's bad. They didn't even bother just painting it like black inside so it looks like an actual hole. You just see the roof tiles. <laughs> if you run and then stop running and try to look somewhere else, the game stutters because it can't handle you running. Wow. And, like, we've grown to expect bugs like this from a Bethesda game, but... Well, it's not Bethesda point, made, it's published, I well, guess. Yeah, but all Bethesda published games end up in the same boat. I mean, kind of. But this is, like, beyond that. Beyond. This is just a not good game that was unfinished, as well as having the whole slew of bugs that you expect. Okay, but here's the real question. Did they charge $60 or $70? You know, I really don't know. Uh, can someone look it up? I'm going to guess $70. I mean, I only played it because it was on Game Pass, like Zach said. Uh, I would not recommend spending any money on this. I wouldn't actually know if i recommend playing it even for free on Game Pass. All right, does anyone here want to guess the price? $70. Correct. Oh, no, was right. On PC, too. Oh, that's nasty. Those uh, uh, better graphics cost you an extra $10. And that's <laughs> that's something that's kind of upsetting is the graphics are not great. No. But when you put them on the max setting, which causes the game to run really bad, and you play the game at night, the scenery looks really good. They did a great job on like setting the atmosphere. As long as you're playing on maxed out <laughs> settings. At night. But during the day, everything looks awful. You turn the settings down even from ultra to just high, and they immediately smudge and smear and look like Xbox 360 graphics. I feel like, yeah, at the daytime, it's some of the worst lighting I've seen in a game in recent history. Like, everything feels like it's illuminated at the same level. Because there's no sun. Whoa. Which also means that, for some reason, vampires now can come out through the day because it's always cloudy out, yet always bright through the clouds at the same time. It, it didn't, yeah, no I, didn't, sense. I didn't think there was no sun for how bright it was. Everything was just, like, washed out. Really? Day. Well, it's, well, then why couldn't they just made it just look like night all the time? Because they wanted the day-night cycle. But that's the... That affects literally nothing. But the whole point of the story is that the sun can't come out because it's, like, some sort of curse, right? So, yep. Why would it still look bright? Uh, because day-night cycle. But that would kill the vampires. So here's something we haven't talked about. The loot. loot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found some really good loot in that game so far. I found toilet paper. I found uh, birth control pills. I found a lawnmower that... I don't know what I was supposed to do with it. It was highlighted, right? But there was nothing you could do with the lawnmower. So I'm very confused as to why there was a red <laughs> highlighted lawnmower just sitting there. Maybe. Come on, haven't you played Dead Rising? Yeah. yeah. I wish I was playing Dead Rising instead of that game. Well, maybe it's connected to a side mission, like someone wants to, their lawnmower back from the vampires or something. Speaking of side missions. Oh, no. So I found one on accident because you wander around town and you end up finding them on accident. It's in a building, right? The door is locked and it's barricaded. So I jumped onto the roof by doing some uh, jumping around on objects. I broke open a window. It was an open window. Wouldn't let me inside. The quest marker was inside the house <laughs> telling me I needed to go there to accept the side quest. Would not let me in the house. Wow. Well, Martian. It's, it's because the vampires control the house. They need to invite you in. Oh, my God. Have you tried climbing through the chimney? Because <laughs> you can't. Unless your character is like a vampire. I don't no. really know what was going on. Uh, I remember the intro Yeah, what's the, the story? Weird. So the story is there was one character who had special healing blood. And uh, they went to the town thinking that they were going to help these townspeople save the town from whatever was happening. Instead, the townspeople were actually an evil cult and used that person's blood as a sacrifice to the hollow man to uh, bring vampires or something like that. And then you play as one of four people. A cryptozoologist author, a person who was experimented on by the government to be given, like, vampire powers without being a vampire, 
and two other people who were so generic and boring in their descriptions that I could not be bothered to remember them. Honestly, this sounds like they were just making a game, just looked at, hey, what's popular? What seems to make money? Yeah, people like shooters, sure, cooperative. We got loot and stuff, and they just do it all together with like 10 minutes. And it's just a microcosm, honestly, of the AAA games that are all being released today. Like, maybe not all of them, but a good, like, 90 to 95% of AAA games are all being released as a buggy, unfinished mess that are not fun even at their best. I guarantee you uh, Suicide Squad's going to be like that on some level. What were the other games that bombed this year that were supposed to be big? I already forget. Uh, Forspoken? Forspoken was, like, weird. What was that one about? Uh, to get, like, isekai into a fantasy world of magic and then... Uh, people didn't like how the character like cracked jokes. The writing was basically model writing, like bad model writing. Yeah, I remember when I think that was the game that I heard after it came out. Like nobody liked it. Um, let's see, what else was there? Gotham yeah. Knights. Hogwarts Gotham Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy did well. I actually. thought Gotham Knights. Th- oh no, that one did come out. It was the Suicide Squad. Suicide 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 That's gonna be yeah. just like all these other games. Honestly, it sounds like it's gonna be like Redfall with how you described it. What game did I just say again? Hogwarts Legacy, which I think it was like performance issues and stuff that people really didn't like about it. Yeah, I heard it was a like a game that the gameplay would have been fun if it didn't stutter and crash. And oh. a lot of people were saying that when when you started the game, it was okay. Then as soon as you got to Hogwarts, it got really bad. And that just happened to be about two hours in, which is past like the refund window on Steam. Oh, really? But I've been hearing a lot of people loving that game. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, it's a good game. It's just if your system isn't strong enough to handle it, you get screwed over. I so, think uh, you basically have to play it on PlayStation. PS5, yeah. But speaking of uh, games that don't handle well on PC, j- the new Jedi Star Wars game came out. Yeah, I heard of that. A lot of people are praising it for the actual game itself, but the technical is- ish- all the technical stuff is really bad. So what's yeah. it called, Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh. Also, they're uh, using... I heard it was called Jedi 5 FPS. Or something. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I heard they're using that anti-cheat thing for some reason that every company is using, even though it's bad. Uh, the Nuvo. Yes. Basically, for people who don't know what Nuvo is, it's like I said, anti-cheat thing to stop people from pirating the game. But all it does is delay the pirates for one or two days, and it tanks the frame rate. I think it like eats up the VRAM from the graphics card I heard or something. I don't know. Basically, it takes a lot of power to run. And yeah. I've also heard that you can only run the game on through your account on two or three different uh, computers before you get locked out from the DRM. So, say you... Uh, are playing the game right and then you need to reinstall windows for whatever reason so is that on denuvo or whatever yeah so yeah. real quick denuvo is an anti-cheat like drm which stands for digital rights management so it, i think it's i don't know if it actually functions as anti-cheat so much as like anti-piracy but yeah the the idea is that it is there to prevent people from pirating the game but it doesn't completely work, does it? It it causes performance issues, and I think the idea was that once once somebody cracks it and that they can bypass it, they're supposed to like remove it from the game because at that point it's pointless and you're literally only harming the people who paid for the game. Because you'll 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 have people who pirate the game once the anti the, the once the DRM's cracked, people pirate it. And they don't have to worry about the performance hit from it. But if you bought the game and you still have the DRM, it's it's hitting your performance. So it's like, wow. why why would you punish the players who are paying for it? Yeah. Fun fact that you mentioned that. I heard, uh, you know, Ghost uh, uh, Ghost Tokyo Wire or whatever? Tokyo Ghost Wire, whatever. You know that game? Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently when it released on PC for the first week or month or something, it did not have that. But then it was added later on. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's like, why? Well, after everyone already pirated it. Well, like, or if, if the game was fine for you and then they added it in and now you have, like, performance issues, imagine. Yeah. That would be a huge pain. Yeah. Like, it's just so weird how, like, all games nowadays are basically, like, released with, like, all these technical issues. Although, people were saying something about how with the failure of Redfall that 
Xbox is fully dependent on Starfield to not be awful. Which, I mean, really? Were, were people looking towards Redfall as, like, the savior of Xbox? After Halo fell. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I really didn't hear that much hype about Redfall leading up to it. I feel like they only announced it a few, a few months, months ago. ago. I completely and, forgot yeah. about it until you guys brought it up during the podcast. You guys had to tell me what it was about. Yeah, I don't really think people are that excited for it. Now, Starfield, that one, people have been hyped up for for a long, long time. And keeps I feel like delayed. it's been like seven years at oh, this point. Wait, I want to correct myself on Ghostwire Tokyo. It wasn't after like a week or two months they added it. It was after a year. After a year? Yes. What's the point? Well, yeah, why? I don't know. I was just want, I just want, I was just fact checking myself, like googling it, and then said like, oh, after years release, it added the Denuvo thing or whatever it's called. Honestly, DRM is just a really bad, uh, whatever you would call it. What do you mean you don't like having not having the ability to play your offline game offline? And I also really, really love not being able to download. The game that I own on multiple of my own systems. That's the best. Especially now, since like mobile game, like mobile PCs are a thing with uh, the Rock Alley releasing soon, and the Steam Deck coming and is now out. So now mobile game connected PC is like a thing. So it's not going to be uncommon for people to have the same game on multiple systems. Yeah, I mean, Steam Deck's cool though. Yeah, yeah Steam Deck. Woo. It's a PC Except switch. Part of the issue with Steam Deck is that it runs on a Linux based operating system. Like Steam OS is Linux based which means that games using an anti-cheat that functions on Windows but not Linux wouldn't really work unless the developer added that functionality I think. And that's why you have to have that rating system that they give games of like here's games that are like you know, greenlit, like, these are great games to play on the Steam Deck. Then there's, like, the... Here's the games that you can play on the Steam Deck, but might, might not work perfectly. Um, because it's a little uncertain. Because most games are generally developed and intended for Windows. Yeah. Linux gaming has historically been kind of hacky workarounds. You kind of have to emulate the Windows environment anyway. in order to play the games. So, but I think they've been, like, some developers have been getting on the Linux train lately, which helps a bit. And now, with the Steam Deck, like, being really popular, it's kind of pushing it more into that direction, which is good for the desktop computer space as well, because Windows doesn't have a real competitor if you want to play video games. Oh. By the way, do you guys think Starfield will actually going to be like live up to all the hype? No. It's it's one of those games like Cyberpunk where they've exceeded the hype that they will be able to deliver in any feasible fashion. It's I think reason part of the reason why this hype rose because people think because a game is like delayed to like a hundred years, they automatically think it's gonna be the best game ever. Which that doesn't correlate at all. It just means they're having problems during development. For no, it, it feels like if a, if a game comes out badly, people are like, oh, they should have delayed it. But then if a game gets delayed too long, it still comes out badly because it's just kind of in a, a bad development cycle. Yeah. Um, a lot that, of times they change directors or, you know, staff come and go and the, vision becomes, remake. the vision becomes blurry. Uh, rip Anthem. And it's also just the thing is where, like, I hope uh, Starfield, whatever, could be as good as people, like, enjoyed, like, Skyrim, but I don't know. It's just, like, with everything going on, it just feels like developers don't really care whether a game's good or not. I mean, yeah, they just want to push out a product. And... Well, not developers, I guess, the, the executive behind them, because I feel like the people who, the artists who actually work on the game probably do want to create a good product. See, I think a lot, but then, like, you get stuff in Halo where, like, I think we mentioned where they removed a lot of stuff that people liked for whatever reason. I guess they wanted to control how people played the game, but it's, like, 
did the executives tell the developers to remove those things? Or the developers, for just whatever reason, wanted to remove those things? A lot of those things were removed for, like, monetary reasons, like customization. But, I mean, like, but no, things no, that I were mean, already in the game that yeah. were then patched out that players enjoyed uh, doing. Like, oh. an example would be, like, uh, they took out, like, a lot of glitches that speedrunners were using for Halo Infinite. Now, the, the average person isn't going to do these glitches. That's just the speedrunning community. All it did by removing that was kill Halo Infinite's speedrunning community, really. Like, I think that's a w interesting topic because at, at some point you have to be like, do you expect the developers not to fix bugs just because it can be used for speedrunning? Yeah, but it's bugs that don't affect the game in any way except for the speedrunners. Yeah, those are like, bugs. You have to go all your way to find them. Like, I I don't exactly remember what it was, but, like, you know, speedrunning bugs is usually, like, uh, you use this ability, like, ten times in this specific corner on this specific wall, and then you get break through the wall, and then you can just, like, skip this level or something. Like, no one's going to do that in normal play. Yeah, but it's always more complicated behind the scenes. It's possible that these, you know, these bugs could be causing issues in other ways that you might not see. And some of the bugs, I think there's one where you would, like, jump over a fusion coil it's and you, grappling you, hook it's it. It's you stand on top of a fusion coil, look at it, use the grappling the grappling hook, and then it launches you into the air. Like, yeah, really that could be used in multiplayer to, like, get yeah. to weird spots and stuff. Except they had kill barriers in multiplayer that stop you from being able to actually do that. And if they get rid of those, then they could just add them back because those kill barriers have been in every Halo previously. Plus, that sounds like just a fun glitch you could have fun campaign with, you know? I don't know. Like, I understand being disappointed that something, like, a little fun thing like that's being removed. But at the same time, because it's a bug, I can't fault them for fixing it, really. Um, and, like, historically, speedrunners all the time end up playing on unpatched versions of a game it's not it's not uncommon at all so i, don't I would just like to really point out though that combos and fighting games started as a bug and developers instead of patching out the bug for combos turned it into literally the whole reason that anybody plays fighting games anymore that there's ways if you find a bug to fix it while still embracing what you could do with the bug and keeping that in the game to keep the fun while also fixing things behind the scenes. Quick scoping in uh, Modern Warfare was originally a bug. It was exploiting like a, I think like a, the uh, aim assist or whatever, but it became so popular it's kind of just something in every Call of Duty now. It is stupid though. <laughs> but that's just another example. Also, like the the co-op bug from Infinite, they, ha they had no reason to take it. Yeah, why out. did they patch that? Because it proved that they were wrong about uh, local co-op and they needed to be right. Yeah, because they, they never fixed the Halo 3 bug where you could do co-op with more than two people, right? Yeah, yeah, you could get a third person in. Even though it would break any time Cortana appeared on the screen. Yeah, so you just can't do certain missions, but they got that working on like an original Xbox, like the co-op thing. Fun fact about the Cortana stuff, by the way, did you know that those are actually hidden loading screens? Oh. That the uh, Xbox couldn't handle loading the entire map at once, so it would slow you down during the Cortana and load the second half of the map. That's actually pretty genius. It makes me appreciate them a little bit more, except for the fact that now that we're on PCs and stronger hardware that absolutely can load the whole map at once, I wish we could get rid of them. Well, now that the new consoles are running on solid-state drives instead of the old hard drives, uh, as long as the developers make their games accordingly, you can get, like, such fast loading times as to be pretty much indiscernible. Even, I mean, even when I was just playing Honkai Star Rail, which just came out, like, last week, I can load into a whole different map in, like, one second, which is just kind of crazy. Wow. And part of it is that Part of it's, I think, on the developers. Part of it might be on maybe, like, the graphics card side of things. Oh, I forget. There, there's there's a lot of complexity to the whole situation. But um, especially with the even faster NVMe solid-state drives and the right kind of technology to go with it, 
it can get like even crazier. So, I mean, even even when I was playing on like the PS5, I think loading times were pretty short. Yeah, on uh, I was playing God of War Ragnarok the other day, and the fast travel with like through the gates or whatever, it happened like instantly. Yeah, it was very fast, and I think that might even just be on like a regular SSD as opposed to an. NVMe? Not 100% sure? I think the new consoles use NVMe, I believe. Oh, they do? Okay. Then that's I mean, that's really cool, that's actually. Coming in. I think, yeah. I, I think I don't have true. any, like, info on me right now, but I remember hearing that. Yeah, I'd have to double check, but um, if they use NVMe, then they probably do have the technology, like, in there that is supposed to take full advantage of the extra speed you get from it. Because, um... Like, when we made the jump from hard drives to solid-state drives, it was a huge increase in speed. Like, Windows used to take over a minute to, like, boot up. Now it takes, a couple like, seconds. 15 seconds, maybe, or something. Yeah. Um, but on an NVMe drive, even those, I think, are around, like, six to eight times faster than a standard SSD. Which, because none of the games and stuff before were really designed with that in mind you wouldn't actually see much of a performance increase from like a regular to an nvme but as they build the technology into the hardware and the developers start taking advantage of it you actually are going to see those increases in performance which is fantastic yeah uh i think speaking of like the loading time thing in the original mass effect the elevators i think were just uh like yeah, a the loading, loading screen. screen. Yeah, but now in like the legendary edition, you can skip them, like the elevator. The elevators were like so long too; yeah. it took forever. Yeah, well, I, too bad. I don't think developers are going to get like take advantage of it anytime soon because they can't even put out a game that like doesn't have like a thousand bugs in it. It's yeah, it's crazy how things are right now. And honestly, I know we like. It seems like almost every time we talk about video games, we always have to bash Halo Infinite, but that's because, like, man, it was delayed a year, and it still was made so badly. And it's not just Halo Infinite. It's so many modern games coming out are all completely missing the mark and being released as either unfinished or seemingly and feeling like they were not even playtested to begin with to see if they actually work. Yeah. Like... Uh, the upcoming Suicide Squad, part of me believes it was delayed just so they could try and wait until all the hate dies down and hopefully people will forget how bad the game looked. That's my own theory because it just seems kind of weird it was delayed uh, right after it was re- the gameplay reveal and there's not enough time to actually fix anything that people were complaining about. Yeah, to, like, to do all that, they'd have to change the actual core of the game. Like, Yeah, remember the old, like, when people would try to cope with it by being like, oh, it's just a beta, you know, they'll they'll fix it for the release. And it's like, bro, it releases next month. <laughs> like, what are they going to fix? They, I'm pretty sure they're already printing the discs for this game. Yeah. I don't think a day one patch is going to fix yeah. how yeah. busted it is. Right. Also, it's just looks also kind of uncreative. It looks like the main enemy you're going to fight in this game are these weird purpley looking monsters. Like, not even, like, these, like, robots that look like redesigned versions of Brainiac, but no, they'll read just purple monsters. Well, yeah, everyone knows those are the main villains of the Justice League, the purpley monsters. So You've never heard of them? Kind of funny. Have they even shown Brainiac once? No. <laughs> like, we haven't heard him speak. Or he hasn't even, like, seen him do anything. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, are they either, like, trying to keep, like, a surprise on how he looks or something, or... Like, is Brainiac in this just, like, a computer? It's not actually, like, a sentient, like, being you can talk to. It's just... Okay, but why are they doing Brainiac again? <laughs> yeah, Didn't Injustice, Injustice 2, 2 yep. have Brainiac as the main villain also? That was literally... Yes, that was literally the whole thing. Him, like, trying to, like, take over everything. And then Suicide Squad comes out. They're doing the same thing. Funny enough, I feel like a lot of the Just League designs in Suicide Squad, at least the Flash and Batman, they kind of look very similar to their just designs like doesn't really look like an homage looks more like they just copied it because it was just easier than just making up their own designs oh and when's when's the suicide squad game coming out i don't even know Uh, i want to say uh, fall yeah i don't know they would they would have to do a lot to make that not like to be honest like just from the gameplay i feel like it has a similar vibe to redfall and being like 
the gameplay feels a little like kind of soulless everything just i don't know doesn't feel grounded enough or yeah something. but everybody gets different weapons and jetpacks and a single special ability yeah like it's it feels like you're jumping back into a different era like like a kind of like having a a bad or mediocre xbox 360 game where everything felt too floaty it didn't control really good or anything well here's the thing uh video games work in fads and when people realize what the fad is they stop trying and just try to copy the fad and hope uh, their game just explodes for no reason other than it falling in the fad. Remember when every game had multiplayer? Because that was a fad. Even Batman Arkham Origins, which yeah. actually wasn't that bad. But... Battle Royales. Yeah, now it's... I th- I think we're moving away from Battle Royales. Now, now it's open worlds. Yeah. Uh, Horizon, the game, opened up both open worlds. It, uh, Genshin, open world. Uh, Redfall was open world. God well, of War. it's actually interesting to see that Honkai... The, which is by MiHoYo or HoYoVerse now or whatever, same developers, uh, and they moved away from the open world style. It's actually a lot more linear level design. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's because they went for a more traditional JRPGs feeling sort of game. I think, like, I wasn't expecting Star Rail to be one of my favorite games of 2023, but so far, I'm actually enjoying it. And that it looks like they took their dump trucks full of money from Genshin Impact and actually put some of that back into the, the development cycle. Like, the animations on the characters are a lot better. They actually put in lip-syncing for the voice cutscenes. The voice acting is actually a pretty big step up. Even the English is, like, pretty good. I just want to say, as someone who does watch some English anime, that uh, the voice acting in Honkai Star Rail, while being good, and I'm not trying to take it away from Honkai... English dubbing is there with a lot of different shows that I watch on par with Honkai. And I know you uh, like to hate on dubs, but like, I think we're just getting to that point in general where a lot of English dubs are finally getting to the point where they're good. I mean, for me, it was a matter of the direction, I would say, because it sounded way less stiff. It wasn't, it didn't sound like you had people sitting in a studio voicing lines that they were reading off a piece of paper they they made it sound like more natural conversation which i appreciated because it just pulls me away from the experience less and i just think that they did exactly the same as a lot of other english dubs are doing and that's the whole argument we can have another day i don't know i don't watch english dubs ever so i I couldn't really say yeah well maybe you should if you ever watch you yeah i like, if anybody here ever watches Kaguya-sama... Kaguya-sama, yeah, it's an amazing war. English dub. They're going to talk about the narrator. Yeah, it's, it's not just the narrator, though. The whole cast yeah. does a really good job. They make a SpongeBob reference in the dub. Well, the whole thing that everybody always talks about is how the narrator... Like, the, the character of the narrator is kind of different. He's a lot, like, goofier. He makes a SpongeBob reference. He He's, calls Hayasaka best girl. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Whereas, like, the original narrator is very much just doing his job as a narrator, where it's just kind of, you know, saying what's going on. But, like, with a funny twist to it, as opposed to being, like, the comic relief character. Yeah, like, in the English dub, they gave him, like, a very big personality. And it's kind of funny, because it's the same actor who voices Whis from uh, Dragon Ball Super. Ian Sinclair, yeah, he does a good job. Yeah, and sometimes he has that more, and kind of have that more, like, almost, like, high high pitched feminine voice almost come time come through so it almost sounds like it's being uh, narrated by Whis at times that's funny actually I kind of want to listen to that more and I'm sure I'm, since I mentioned the Spongebob reference I'm sure you're all wondering what it was it was uh, he goes a few hours don't late. spoil it okay. I gotta watch this now Okay. I'm pretty sure you already watched the show though yeah but now I gotta watch it all the way through in English you do that's really good yeah also back on my point with all the uh, fads like when uh, when companies see what's popular and what's the fad, they kind of just stuff it all in. Like, for instance, people like looter shooters. They like getting loot. They like uh, shooting games, uh, first-person shooters, or shooters in general, and they like open world. So now we're getting all these games that are just, they just throw them all together. They don't think about how they'll work together or if they're actually good at making that type of game. They just do it. Yeah. I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom to release so that more games can rip off of it. 
Yeah. I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be great, though. Let's be honest. Actually, it does look pretty good. Wasn't there something about people getting mad that it was the same map or something? Uh, people, it from the, it was from the like a uh, gameplay trailer when they revealed the combined items. A lot of people were thinking that was going to be the only new thing, so they thought, oh, this isn't sequel, it's just DLC. Then they released an actual trailer and they hint at all this new stuff. Literally, Sky Islands that seemed to at least double the size of the map. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like. I still thought I saw people complaining that the the map was like the same. Oh, so apparently how it looks like it's going to have the same layout on the ground floor. But with different dungeons, some of the areas are going to have changed a little bit. And then you, again, also have the Sky Islands, which are whole different things that are completely different than anything that was in the first game. I feel like the same layout is kind of like a weird like complaint. It's a direct sequel, and they're not going to leave Hyrule for whatever reason. So, certain extent, it's going to be a little similar. But it looks different enough, at least. Like, they have, like, a lot of different stuff. And they might even have traditional dungeon- dungeons back. Maybe. Hopefully. I kind of hope so. That's one, that's one thing I really miss from uh, Legend of Zelda games, is having, like, real dungeons. As opposed to one where you solve, like, a two-minute puzzle, and then you're done with the dungeon. Yeah. Although, apparently, they're going to bring those back, too, when the puzzles are just as easy. Well, if they have both, that actually wouldn't be too bad. And a lot of the puzzles teased in the in the final trailer looked pretty good. Like, actually different. Like, the first game was mostly just, you have this, like, ball thing, move it to a different spot. Here, they look more varied in the trailer. Yeah, here, it's, you see the, the round thing put in the round hole. You see the square thing put in the square hole. <laughs> that's Apparently, right. it goes in the square hole. Apparently, that's actually one of the puzzles in the game, is just solving one of those. Oh, pro tip. If none of you want to get spoiled, uh, the whole game already leaked online because it got sold early to somebody. Oh, wacky! Well, then. I, I, on YouTube, I got recommended like the first twelve minutes of the game somebody just posted. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll not do that because I kind of want to buy the game. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I haven't even played the first one. I pl- <sighs> I played the first one a lot. I never beat it. I played the first one. I beat it. I w- and it, I had fun. It didn't have as fun as some other Zelda games because I'm not the type of person who's just like, ooh, open world, automatically best game ever. I uh, remember dying a lot against a, either a giant tree monster or a giant rock monster. Probably giant rock. And like I felt like I was very underprepared for it, and I kept running into him, and I was like, dang it, I hate this. Oh. But I mean, otherwise it was a fun game, but I think my favorite Legend of Zelda is still Twilight Princess, specifically for the Wii, because the way they used the uh, Wiimote in that game for combat was a lot of fun. My favorite is they had to mirror it, by the way. Yeah, yeah it was mirrored, and it yeah. was great. My favorite is The Link Between Worlds from 3DS. It's a sequel to A Link to the Past. What's your favorite Zelda game? Uh, um, the Song of Storms. I don't think I know that one. Can you uh, can you uh, describe it for me? Maybe through it song. Like, do, 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 I don't even think that's Song of Storms, but whatever. You know, he, I, I don't know. Zelda's really cool. He always rescues the princess. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Zelda, he's my favorite. Uh, yeah, princess rescuing Nintendo mascot. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe you guys hate on Ganondorf like that. Also, it's kind of weird how everyone keeps referring to the new design for Ganon as like Hot Ganon or Handsome Ganon, whatever. I mean, it's probably a handsome Squidward reference. But everyone's acting like, oh, he's so attractive. I feel like his face looks ugly. Like, I don't mean, like, ugly in a bad character design. I just don't feel like his he's attractive, like everyone's saying. But what if he's attractive compared to the other Ganons we've gotten? I mean, if... Who uh, were kind of, like, literally pig-based people. Yeah. They were all pig-based and looked very troll-based. I, that, that's how they normally look. I feel like the only thing is that everyone likes that he's really muscular now. And he more or less looks more like a person now. I'm just, I want to know what they're going to do with Ganon after this game. Because this is the second time that this version of Link is fighting this version of Ganon, right? Right. So, where do they go from here? Uh, it's like Batman and the Joker. Uh, you yeah, know? they fight, they just fight again. Yeah, but how? Uh, ooh, I hate you. I hate you too. Huh. Punch, well, kick. I, just, I mean, Swing. I just kind of hope that they don't stick with the Breath of the Wild being, like, their new Zelda thing. Zelda thing, and they go back to, like, changing it up a little bit with a new timeline again. Well, I 
did I don't know how true this is, but I heard they only made the sequel because they're working on DLC and it was so expansive they just made it a sequel instead. Okay, I, I can respect that. I don't know how true that is though, because I feel like how popular it is you would just make it a sequel it's anyway. It's been like seven years. I I don't know. I don't know if that's really yeah. the case or just more of a rumor. Oh, I hope it's really the case. I feel like this will probably be the last one on the Switch. Then we'll hit like the next generation of Nintendo console and then they'll reinvent it again. I would be really shocked if they don't at least announce a new console next year or by next year. I mean, I like how long of a lifespan the Switch is getting. I don't like how weak the hardware is. Yeah, that's why we need a new console. That's why we need new upgrades to all the consoles. Ugh. No, I just bought them, dude. I don't want to buy another one. PlayStation yeah. 5 Pro, let's go. Oh. Xbox 2. Let's go. Xbox 2. I, I don't... Yeah. Xbox Series Z. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. like Pokemon Z. Oh, yeah. And Pokemon Gun. Isn't there like... Yeah, there's rumors where Sony's going to release three new consoles by next year or something. Yeah, it was what? The PS4... PS5 private? Slim. Yeah, PS4 <laughs> Private. Yes. Uh... The and, PS5 Slim and the PS5 Pro. Yes, and the P and a new portable console. Which honestly, I don't know why they would try to release a portable console. Every single time they do, I feel like it does not live up to their expectations. Doesn't it's it only like because flop, they drop support? Like it flops, and then like afterwards, people are like, "Wow, this is actually really good." And then it, then people get excited. The for PSP it. did really good. PS Vita, they kind of just didn't do anything with it well the ps vita was literally supposed to be a way for you to play your ps3 games on the go right right like, that's what it was it marketed as and they supposed to have remote play or something yeah and they just did a really bad job pushing it as a thing that people would want to play now a part of the rumor i believe is that the new portable playstation console would have a bigger focus on remote play i think which i kind of i don't think i would buy it for that because that's just i don't know seems kind of pointless when's to me. the x go releasing the X go. The, yeah. That's called a Steam Deck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. If you if you try hard enough, you can get like like we can get Microsoft Windows on a Steam Deck. <laughs> I don't know how well it'll run, but it's it's possible. Well, wouldn't Rog the Rog Alley technically be a portable Xbox because it usually because it actually runs on Windows? Or Ally, I think it's called. Sorry, not Alley Ally. I mean, there's a lot of different handhelds out there. If they run on Windows, a lot of Xbox games they just release for like windows as well these days um and you can even stream if you have like game pass at least i think you can stream some of the xbox games to your pc yeah as long as you're using your controller so you if they have it set up right you might be able to do that on like a handheld but i'm not really sure i haven't looked into that personally although honestly i would prefer xbox to relaunch a new version of the Kinect as opposed to a handheld console Oh, rip connect. I just feel like the connect had so much potential and they just really didn't do too much with it. And the technology with it has gotten a lot farther now where there's so much more they could do with that kind of control. On Mass Effect 3, you could just uh, speak the dialogue choices with the connect and it will pick them for you. I'm pretty uh, sure. Wasn't there a thing where you could like say the shout in Skyrim and it would yes. work? That's oh, yeah. It. I forgot about that. That's so cool. I mean, honestly... Just the having the microphone alone was a really nice thing. Xbox recorded that. Like, you know, Xbox, go home. When Xbox One was My released, favorite meme. there were so many uh, gamer tags, which was, yeah, Xbox, go home, Xbox, turn off, stuff like that. <laughs> oh. And I believe, I think it might have been for 360, there was a game, like a... Connect Adventures? It wasn't Connect Adventures. It was like oh. a beat-em-up beat -em game where you made like a pose like you're punching, and then the character would do like how you're posing or something. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, there's so much they could do, and like, the we have VR now. Obviously, Xbox is not going to embrace VR, but if they want to have something that might be able to compete with VR, just give us the Kinect version 3, please. Now, one thing I'm kind of curious is, what are they going to do to the PS5 Pro? Like, what will make it better? Would it just be like, oh, slightly more powerful, or will they have some sort of like gimmick to it? I assume it'd probably just be more powerful because what kind of gimmick could they add to a PS5? Well, I'm kind of hearing some people are saying it might have more focus on ray tracing, like they'll make it do ray tracing better. But honestly, I don't see it being used more for anything rather than just a lot of games are still either 1440p and 
and 60 fps or 4k and 30 fps and they'll just make them most of them now like 4k 60. i just feel like the way the developers are right now having them develop for like two or three different levels of a console might might be putting I've, extra strain on them i've heard that uh you know how the xbox series s is like a weaker console to the x i've heard that uh developers complain about that because they have to make sure their games run on the s and the x they can't like you know yeah and you start getting into the issue of like when they're when they would develop a game for two different generations of console they have to like put in a lot more work on the or sometimes sometimes they would literally have like a separate a team separate... make a whole different yeah. build of the game when i was like star wars of course unleashed or like of uh, spider-man 3 the game based on the raimi movie uh the ps2 or the world at war ps2 game or Call of Duty 3. Yeah. Or, or uh, <laughs> Black Ops 3 had uh, uh, no campaign and uh, looked <laughs> really bad on like uh, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. They also took out a truck that was in the game as a side piece in place with the rock. <laughs> the pioneers used to ride these for miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, imagine like when someone making an exit... A current gen and next gen, a next gen game for Xbox. They have to have it run on the Series X, Series S, the One X, the One S, and the original one. I feel like they're gonna have to just drop the one at some point. I feel like the original one should have been dropped a while ago. The funniest thing is that I remember when they started the whole backwards compatible thing. They were saying uh, the funny part about it is that the Xbox 360 was actually more powerful than the Xbox One. <laughs> so they had to like. Do some stuff to try to get Xbox 360 games around one. That doesn't sound right. It was it was something like that. Technically, what I I could see that being a case of where the newer console had like a different kind of architecture, so that they had to emulate the games that are running it natively. And when you emulate a game, it can make it a lot more intensive on the hardware to run. So maybe they meant that emulating a 360 game on the xbox one took more processing power than running a native xbox one game maybe that, that's how that, that was like forever ago it. i heard it because i highly doubt the hardware and it was weaker but fun fact a series s is very slightly weaker than a one x like i forgot exactly what it was like technically it's overall all slightly better about the same but i think there's one part that was a little weaker i forgot what it was but if they're both almost the same then couldn't they just get rid of the older one and start focusing on making games that run on the hardware that they want to sell with yeah. more current hardware yeah i mean i feel I like that would be a better idea you mean like stop supporting last gen yeah yeah the only problem with it is why like last gen was so support for so long is because like no, no one could buy a, a current gen console for like how yeah, long but that's done with now yeah like now they're they more really readily should. available like, I respect them for keeping the last gen alive for as long as they did. But I do think it's time to retire it. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny how, like, every Xbox Series X game, it's technically still an Xbox One game, but on it, it says something like uh, Series X compatible or something on it, on the box or something. But this is uh, one of the strengths of PC over consoles is that you don't have that generational gap. They always have to be making these games to run on a wide range of hardware. So you don't have to worry about a game coming out and you're like, well, you know, since they had to develop this for the other console now that's being held back by it. You instead just like worry about really bad optimization and scalpers for your GPUs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's not its own set of issues, although the scalping was across the consoles too. Um, and the poor development can also be on consoles. It's just... I mean, happens to be on pc more often yeah console like, master race you have your not well I, done I like port, console master race but i think ports are getting a lot more attention now because like xbox like their major titles they're putting out on pc like at launch sony is starting to put their like flagship titles on pc and i think they were saying that they're gonna keep doing it because it's printing them money just like everybody said it would yeah yeah but i feel like they still wait way too long to do it oh yeah it takes them like a couple years yeah 
You know what would be really great? What if they add that Denuvo stuff to consoles? Well, I, that's one of the things. The console environment is locked down so that you're not supposed to need that kind of thing. Uh, although, there was a whole thing with the Nintendo Switch. Um, what was it? Doug Bowser or something? Oh, yeah. The guy, he, like, pirated Game Boy games or something? No. So, what, what he did was he he was part of a company that would, like, jailbreak Switches. And then they would resell them to people. And then the things, the jailbreaking is, sure, you can use jailbreaking just for modding and stuff. That's cool. But it also allowed people, apparently, to have unlimited access to just freely download stuff from the eShop. Wow. And that was a big no-no. Yeah. Honestly, he he already did serve his time, but now Nintendo has put a permanent thing now for the rest of his life. He needs to give a cut of his paycheck to Nintendo. Well, it's yeah, it's like twenty five to thirty percent or something of his paychecks go to Nintendo. They say for the rest of his life. Technically, it's only until he pays them back like ten million, yeah, I or think fourteen was, million dollars. I think it was around ten million. Yeah. Realistically, how soon is he going to pay all that back? Uh, never, unless he had like a billionaire help him out. <laughs> But, yeah, so so essentially Nintendo has put this guy into, like, indentured servitude for the rest <laughs> of his life. Yo, what's with these companies oh, and, yeah. like, doing the weirdest, most violent Did you hear what happened with Magic the Gathering? Magic the Gathering uh, and the Pinkertons? Yes, the, the actual the Pinkertons. Coast. Why? Why? Yeah, so someone bought a pack of Magic the Gathering cards. I feel like it wasn't even that long before it, they were officially released. It wasn't. Released. The, the it was company like accidentally two. sent the cards to him early. Well, so they sent the Pinkertons, basically a group of mercenaries that are the villains in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I after think Bioshock his. Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pinkertons, aren't they, uh, aren't they like, I heard they're a detective agency or something. That's what they're called, I think. They are but literally they... a group of four higher mercenaries that go out and commit violence on behalf of other people. Wow. Um, they're, they're well known for union busting. Like when when employees of companies start trying to get together to unionize, they're like sent in to sow dissent or like repress them and you know, whatever ways. And Wizards of the Coast sent them after someone who got Magic the Gathering card they a couple didn't of weeks early. They didn't steal them or they didn't do anything to like take no. them they accidentally <laughs> like the the company accidentally sent him the cards early if i remember correctly they like they went into this guy's house and like scoured it for these magic cards <laughs> um and if i remember if i remember like what the guy said I, th- I think he was saying that he bought them from another guy who had somehow i think he didn't realize he wasn't supposed to sell that set because it had the same name as another set but then had an extra little like subtitle sort of thing after it i forget the name of it but really is it that bad like what like what were they thinking they were thinking uh we Uh want money yeah but and we can't have these yet how would that lose the money? I, I don't understand. Wizards of the Coast has just been making bad decisions. That's after what bad I've heard. They've been late. making very anti-consumer decisions. Well, it's yes. also not certain whether it's on the level of Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro. Um, although people haven't been saying good things about Hasbro either. But, but Wizards of the Coast themselves have have been ooh, not not good. Yeah, so weird. Like, but uh, when the four fanboys card game is released, uh, we won't send the Pinkertons <laughs> after you guys. So don't don't you worry about it. Oh. No, yeah, we charge extra for that. <laughs> you have to buy the deluxe, have the Pinkertons come to your house and confiscate your four fanboys trading cards bundle. But seriously, out all the people, why the Pinkertons? <laughs> it's pretty funny. It I is actually. I mean, funny in like a sad way. Yeah. That they would do something like that. It's like comic book villain stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, at that point, why not just, well, whatever they got. Like, how many cards did he even buy? I don't know. Like, what, do you think he was going to spoil it for everyone? Hey, these are the cards that come with. But they they tell you. Well, don't they tell you ahead of time? I'm pretty sure that's what they do in Yu-Gi-Oh. They t- they, that's part of the advertisement. Hey, buy this yeah, like, set so, so you get these cards. I'm yeah, not really sure, like, but I, I think they only found out because he was uploading videos yeah. of him, like, opening the packs or something. Um, yeah, but is that... Which, m- there might be a little bit of, like, responsibility on his part for not making sure he was opening the right 
attack. Mm. Yeah, but how was he supposed to know? Yeah. If it's... you're that deep into magic that you're uploading yourself, opening new packs and stuff, I'm sure you I'm sure you know when they release. Maybe he should use his cards against the like Pinkertons. <laughs> Tap two green mana. Reverse Uno out. card. Oh. Uno's not magic the gathering, oh. that's Uno. Yeah, but that's just crazy. I mean, like, first off, like, in the Nintendo case, the guy, he already did time. Why the heck sue him for the money? Because they yeah, want money back. Yeah, wasn't it? They're really really And not only, they want more money from him than he made selling their consoles. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Yes. Society. They, that really what it was. They wanted to tell everyone, hey, you don't hack. You don't do anything to your Nintendo consoles, or else you will you'll you'll, you'll own yeah, them for the rest of your very life. Strict with that. I mean, it's Nintendo. okay if he. I think there's certain countries if he moves to, he get out of yeah, it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like ones without U.S. extradition yeah. laws or something like yeah. that. Uh, not that we recommend anybody do that to get out of. Yeah. Illegal, <laughs> no, I I doubt. But... I doubt was something he would really even be able to do, oh. and it's not something you mean that's because legally recommended. Too much money from him to ever afford it. Yeah. I just mean the fact that somebody might have to consider moving to a different country so that they can survive and not have to pay a th- like almost a third of their salary to for the rest of their life. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people who already do that willingly to Nintendo. Dang, you're <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, I did hear that Nintendo, they don't like modding. I think someone at Nintendo said they consider modding on the same level as piracy. They don't like modding. They don't like speed running. They don't like uh, uh, streaming. streaming. Well, they kind they don't mind streaming nowadays. It they're, they're opening up. They to don't. They're only they doing that because it, rest but... everybody else is doing it. Yeah, and they realize they'll fall behind if they don't allow it. But it really doesn't feel like they like it from like their official stances it, that they put out. Yeah, it's it's like you have to play the game specifically how you they want you to play it, and only that weird yeah didn't they they got really mad at people for having like modded stuff yeah like it, gameplay and whatnot i think I th- they took down they were taking down people's videos like left and right oh, recently yeah. over that like there are people who was doing a videos about a co-op mod for breath of the wild they took, took yeah. those down it's like yeah that's the that's what i was thinking like about. who cares if, if people does that you can it, it, they're not saying how to pirate the game just saying how to make the game more fun and wasn't it Nintendo who took down uh, what was that, Silvagena? The guy was a that, few years ago. Well, there was two different channels. There was a one guy that did like straight rips of Nintendo soundtracks, and then there was a guy who made meme mashups. Yeah, that was Gilvasana. There was Silvagena and Gilvasana. They right? they took down meme videos. Like I don't know if they went after the meme one or not. I, I, the like the original guy that just uploaded the soundtracks, they might have gone after. The soundtrack thing is still kind of stupid because I see that for games everywhere. People posting like the game soundtrack, and not only that, he wasn't making money off of it, and that was like the only way to listen to the soundtracks because Nintendo never releases the soundtracks to their games. Wow, here's here's a tale as old as times. Nintendo having something that you can you, that you can't even purchase anymore, or never could in this case, but whatever. But that they won't let you play it in any way, like you know, uh-huh. their classic games. Yeah, I feel like Nintendo is just the old man who hates like every single new thing just because it's new. And it's not what they grew up with. Except when they give you the stuff that they grew up with, they still find a way to ruin it. Yes, <laughs> like uh, on the Switch Virtual Console, they put out Pokemon Stadium. Now, the best part about Pokemon Stadium is that you could take your Pokemon from red, blue, and yellow and transfer them into Pokemon Stadium to play the game with your home-raised Pokemon. They got rid of that, so you can now only use rentals. Yeah. Which means they are making you pay an extra $15 a month for this add-on for they half use, of the content yeah. of the games. Yeah. I, I can kind of understand that, but I feel like they could still do it where, like, your Gen 1 Pokemon in the Pokemon Bank, wherever they use for Switch now, you should be able to move that to, like, the... Like stadium, yeah, it might take a little extra work, but I feel like it'll be worth it with how they much. They haven't even people. gotten Pokemon Home to work with the most recent base Pokemon really? game yet. They have. That's it awful. comes out later this year. That's amazing. Oh, and also, on the topic of modding, though, it's it's so ridiculous because look at a game like Skyrim or even Beat Saber, and without mods, those games are nothing. Yeah. I mean, Skyrim maybe less so. Beat Saber, you have like ten songs. Imagine not being able to download, like, custom track songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we're just about out of time. And uh, I would like to ask some of you, what are your 
predictions about PlayStation consoles coming out, if there are coming, if you think they are coming out, or what do you think about some modern AAA games, and uh, what do you think about modding, and also what do you think about the fate of Doug Bowser? Uh, so, I guess so long, Doug Bowser. Uh, we're the four fanboys, and I'm Josh. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Oh, was it Gary Bowser? I think it was. Oh, Doug Bowser. Wait, that's CEO. Yeah, yeah that's that's so that was funny. the wrong Bowser. Yeah. We're talking about Gary Bowser. Oops. Uh, so long, Gary Bowser. So long, Gary Bowser. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitch. Thank you and see you next week.